0: Training Together, the podcast for entertainment industry teachers, trainers, students, and industry professionals. Welcome everybody, this is our third episode of Training Together, and today I have the wonderful Ian Munn. So Ian is what I would call a mid-career teacher for entertainment. He's been teaching it for four years, I believe, down at Yass High School in New South Wales. So long enough that he's been teaching it to get all that core sort of knowledge cemented and also long enough to start that experimentation phase where we're trying to figure out what works really well with the kids or knowing the content being one thing, but how are we gonna get that into their head? The other great thing about Ian is that he's worked in the industry quite a lot. Um, He has quite an extensive music career um, and working backstage as well. So welcome along, Ian.
1: Right, thank you. Good to be here.
0: Four years. How's that been for you?
1: Yeah, it's been uh, fantastic. It was good rejuvenation for me because you know, mid career entertainment, but um this is my twentieth year of teaching. So wow. I don't really feel mid mid um mid career except in entertainment obviously, um less years so it was a bit of a, a change of uh, path for me as a teacher. So
0: did you teach music um, only at yes or and then you've just added entertainment or have you come from somewhere else? I'm not else? a
1: music teacher at all. Um musician Oh really? Always tried to keep separate from um uh, from teaching, so I had my, my nice separate worlds. Um, but you know, I had a, a colleague um, tell me a few years ago that I'm, I'm not a teacher who happens to be a musician, but a musician who happens to be a teacher.
0: So, what is your other teaching area?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I was English history, so ma- mainly English. So, I was um, yeah, teaching head English um, teacher in Dubbo. Yep. Moved to Yass. And uh, yeah, actually, the story is I went for the head teacher English job here. I uh, didn't get it and um, considered, you know, moving to another school and pursuing that. But um, the principal knew of my my background and wanted to rejuvenate Kappa here at Yass and so offered for me to do the NIDA training. And uh, I thought it might be a nice um, change change of pace and to do something I was truly passionate about. So I, I did that and haven't looked back.
0: Absolutely. So how many students do you have at Yass in general, like the whole school?
1: Uh, so the whole school, I think we're about 600, 650
0: And so then for your entertainment classes?
1: Pretty small the first year. So we had six in the first year. And uh, I think this year I've got about 13 in the class.
0: That's a really good number to um, actually train with because you don't have too many that you're trying to get through all the paperwork and you can actually get some one-on-one time with them too.
1: Yeah, it's the first year where I haven't had a combined 11 and 12 um, class as well, which has been nice because that was really difficult. It was um, problematic and I think at one point I had, you know, 20, you know, more than 20, 20 to 25, um, 11 and 12s, and I was trying to get them through the, the respective year 11 and year 12, Um, units of work clusters so
0: so how did you how did you find that experience in terms of you're in the Wagga Wagga RTO for the department um, and so it's even having a combined class you can't necessarily be teaching the same thing at the same time the year 12s are up to very different units than what the year 11s are even though you do circle back around a bit so in year 12 for those that don't know there's a lot more focus in the Wagga RTO at the moment uh, for Year 12 on the actual staging of production. So that's where all the units like work backstage are and the technical units are essentially in Year 11 to get them through that first. So how did you go teaching them both at once?
1: Well, it was difficult. I did have like a couple of standalones and so I really sort of leaned on those um, standalone lessons with Year 11 and Year 12 to, um, to really get into the nitty-gritty of the modules. And we're, we're so busy around the school helping with different um, events that I sort of used... The joint lessons to do more more practical activities where everyone could work together Um, but sometimes i had them doing separate things and particularly you know getting towards the um you know the trials and that i had to sort of put year 12 aside and get them you know working on their their more theory based um work
0: um so tell me a little bit about your background like your industry experience
1: yeah well uh right back from um high school days when i was a senior in high school myself i was already playing in um playing lots of gigs and i was in a band that was booked by the harbour agency which is like linked with mushroom records yeah so even when i was still in high school i was my band were the support band for a lot of big australian bands playing some really good shows and um yeah so i've been in bands ever since and um yeah so you know um Lots of experience there, and then then in two thousand and twelve, I took a year off teaching because I um I'd been teaching in a senior at a senior campus in Dubbo, and decided that maybe teaching wasn't for me, and I enrolled at SAE to do audio production and took a year off from teaching. And uh, that year, my wife got pregnant with our second daughter. Oh yes. So I uh, cut the degree short and just did the diploma of audio production. Went back to teaching, and um. Yeah, so since then I thought, well, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to teach and build up um, audio equipment. Did a purpose-built recording studio in Dubbo, and then uh, oh wow, yeah, and then we moved down to Yass just for family reasons, and so I, you know, brought all the equipment down with me. So I've, I've got a studio called Merchant Road Recording Studios. And I get
0: yeah, go for a plug it if you like, if you want to put your website on there.
1: Yeah, well, at the moment it's more a project studio because I've just been so busy with teaching, um, but we do get bands in and do EPs for them and stuff, and um and you know always doing that so yeah just lots of audio lots of bands and um yeah like years and years of experience recording music and so pretty knowledgeable about audio but I guess all that um all that band experience uh means that I can have lots of analogies when I'm teaching and uh but also that year off in 2012 like to get through SAE because I went from being a you know, a full-time teacher to a student essentially. So uh, I worked for show call crewing, so I was lo- loading in shows for, um, you know, Lady Gaga and Prince and uh, big stadium shows. And so I actually lean on, you know, what I did that year quite a lot with, um, with my classes and tell them about, you know, the, those big scale shows.
0: At Entertainment Industry Training, we have an online shop with a range of lighting, truss, staging and special effects equipment and accessories purposely chosen to be at the right price point for schools. Go to www.entertainmentindustrytraining.com and click on the shop icon. We will certainly give you the um, gamut of scenarios that you could call upon for them.
1: Yeah, especially with WHS, you know, like we used to have, we used to, you know, load up a, um, you know, 20, 20 to 30 semi-trailers in one night and we'd have, you know, people with everyone in their fluoros and um, abseiling down from the roof doing all their rigging and... Um, so it's nice to be able to talk about those things and, you know, the, how essential it is to stay safe when you're working on a large scale event.
0: So how have you found, um, let's say, plugging your knowledge holes from those sort of things, the big concert side of thing, to uh, things like theatre and vision systems or even like customer service style units?
1: Yeah, well I guess I I um you know when I started teaching it even with that nighter training I felt like I really needed to plug some holes there. So particularly at first I was, you know, a bit frightened of lighting and um so I had to you know do a lot of um learning on to get, get up to speed on lighting. And I guess at the moment, you know, I'm still learning, you know, my knots for staging and that kind of thing. So um Yep. And, you know, I guess the you know, the work we do here, the you know we work all with led lights so i still haven't got a lot of experience with um older style um stage lamps and that kind of mm-hmm. thing so but i just try and keep it current and i i you know i i guess like any teacher i appropriate the curriculum and try and keep it um work within it but also um you know focus on things which i think that they need to know moving forward i think we're always a little bit ahead of the uh, curriculum
0: Yes, to some degree. Although, I mean, the the HSC, it depends on, I guess, the point of view. The The certificate itself um, is starting to feel a little old, whereas the HSC, at least, uh, is quite a broad syllabus. It does does give us that range. Uh, where we're fortunate is that the certificate itself is just changing. So um, we're about to get hit with a whole bunch of new stuff, which is yeah, lovely. Yeah, I'm, I'm really
1: interested to see what's going to be in that. I'm not sure how much you know, but um you'd yeah, like to see some more video streaming sort of stuff go in and, and to keep up with how events are being
0: it's quite current at the moment yeah yeah so how did you, you you talked about having to do some training and lighting and that sort of stuff how did you go about that was it just finding like youtube videos or, or finding people that knew a little bit more than you or just sitting there and pressing buttons until things worked
1: yeah, I guess it was all sort of self-learning. So um YouTube's I guess the the number one place to go and um just reading manuals and um doing my, doing lots of uh lots of reading on my own just to work things out and just getting into the classroom and and playing as well. And um and then obviously, you know, um some hands-on experience because I had to to survive different, you know, musicals and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it comes down to survival, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So in your pre-interview form, you said that you wanted to have the best room in your school. So tell me about that and in general, what you're doing at YAS.
1: Sure. So um, I think I actually heard, I had a teacher tell me the other day that our, our room is the Rave Cave. So um, Oh, nice. Yeah. So we have um, PA1 and PA2, sort of a split classroom and PA, so it's the performing arts room, but PA2 is used as a regular classroom. But PA1 is sort of in the corner of the building and we have like the, the pipe and drape At the back we've got a portable stage and I always make a point of um, You know turning the stage lights on whenever the the students come into the room. So it's always you know bright colors and um,
0: Has that atmosphere?
1: Yeah, and we always play a bit of music play a bit of Spotify in the background, too So I just wanted it to be you know a fun place for people to come and I remember the first day this year when I had year 11s I remember one of the students saying um, because you know sometimes they're students choose the course who don't necessarily know an awful lot about it they just think it might be cool and um yeah. but I, I remember a student saying after the first lesson this is the best subject ever and uh <laughs> so i just want them to have a bit of that wow factor when they see the classroom and you know i don't think that you know in general kids like having the bright fluorescent lights for the rest of the classrooms so for them to come in where it's a bit dimmed and we've got the bright stage lights and a bit of music playing it's a nice place for them to be
0: to circle back on that because you, you talked about um improving the environment or students that aren't necessarily picking the subject not knowing what it is yeah um how do you go about recruitment what what i mean if you're trying to make yourself out as the best teacher or have the best room that sometimes you do get those personality things but in the end they are still doing a subject so what are your tactics
1: yeah well i think um it's it's a, it's a difficult one because I don't want students doing it who aren't going to be truly passionate about it, but um, it's really just been word of mouth, I guess, around the school. It's it's seen as a bit of a success story here at Yas High, the entertainment class. And um, I, I think, like, I had an interesting conversation on the weekend at a, a Christmas in July about, um, you know, teachers and what, what's required to be a good teacher. And I think vet subjects are different to other subjects in that, um, you know, like, I think one of the things we'd all agree on as a, with a good teacher is that they have good interpersonal skills, but I think in the, in the vet subjects, you really do need that subject knowledge, and so um, I think I have to stop myself a lot of the time when I'm teaching, you know, um, over-teaching because it's just a Cert 3. I mean, you know, I'd, yeah. some of the things, sometimes I go into stuff and I think this is more a, deg- a degree level.
0: If you need more help with any aspect of the Entertainment Industry Training Framework or HSC Delivery, whether it's further training in a technical area you are less confident in or with classroom teaching ideas check out www.entertainmentindustrytraining.com well especially if you've gone off and done a diploma yourself and that sort of stuff and just reminding yourself
1: yeah yeah so I just like to um you know I think if anything I'm I I probably overload the kids with a lot of a lot of stuff but I think that's important for them to I think they you know they see the enthusiasm I have for the subject and that that comes across with them and and they end up you know getting quite enthusiastic about it too and i have kids that didn't know much about the the subject when they start but um like i had a a student recently who did some um did their work placement at canberra theater and they run a bit of a a course there and and that's all she wants to do now is work in technical theater and um say in her article that was in the paper that she um that she didn't know anything about it when she started the course. So I think it's just, you know, getting them in and getting them to discover all the weird and wonderful things. In I'll, I'll
0: backtrack you on that. Work placement, um, you're at Yas High. It's about 63 k's from Canberra would be your, your closest, biggest thing. Is there anything at Yass that the students can do or is it all um, essentially exporting your students out to find a placement?
1: Yeah, we've had a couple of students who have done things around Yass, but there's not that much here. We do have um, the Liberty Theatre, so we do have a, an old theatre, there's a bit of a movement to revitalise that, so it's got a real 1950s sort of feel. It's, it's run down, but they're thinking of um, renovating that one. But we have had students, uh, they do still put on productions there, so we've had students go and work there. And um, But most of, the, most of it is in Canberra, so we, uh, we tend to send students to um, Elite Technologies, so we've got a big production company in Canberra. And also we get students that if they want a bit of a quieter environment and they're they're right into the audio, they can go to ANU to the recording studio there, an amazing recording studio. Oh,
0: Of course, I completely forgot about there being a uni there. That was silly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's lots in Canberra. So most of the students end up there. But we do um, obviously send kids to School Spectacular for their work placement as well. And that's one I always push.
0: So they stay in Sydney? Obviously, they'd stay in Sydney, but they stay in Canberra as well?
1: Um, no, they tend to, if they've got work placement in Canberra, they just travel in. Uh, I think about half of the, half of Yas um, families actually work in Canberra. So it's, um, we're pretty much a satellite sort of town for, for Canberra.
0: I guess it's only about an hour away on a country road, isn't it?
1: Yeah, not even that. They're doing up the Barton Highway at the moment, so it's a bit slower, but, um, it, I think country people are used to that travel, so it's not a problem.
0: Yeah, true. I used to, uh, work out at Deneliquin and Hay, so... Anything under 120 K is, is close. There you go. I
1: played a big festival at it look at back in the day, the Flat Earth Festival it was called.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the Ute Master.
1: Yeah, no, everyone thinks it's the Denny Ute Master, but, yeah, we played this Flat Earth Festival at, the I think, the basketball stadium.
0: Success in terms of uh, the HSC, I will backtrack and get you to talk about some advice for students because we do have some students that listen in yep. but congratulations you your school got three band sixes last year and you managed to nab one of them.
1: I did yeah that was very exciting.
0: So was that you or was that the student?
1: Oh it's, it's you know it has to be both I guess um, it's at the end of the day it's the student that got the band six and not me Yes. Um, but it, you know I think it's um, it's easier if you're teaching the right things. So it was, uh, it was a nice, you know, endorsement for, you know, it was good validation for me to know that I'm doing the right things.
0: Yeah, and you're on the right way. So tell me about this student. So how, how did they go about achieving what they did?
1: Yeah, so uh, we had uh, Zoe, one of the students last year who got the band six and um, she was, um, yeah, she was very good with her theory, not, not as motivated as some, I guess, with her prac um, stuff. So, but she knew what she wanted and, um, you know, she made sure that she, um, used all the HSC Hub stuff leading into the exams. I think that was really pivotal for her. You know, her, her eyes lit up when she saw all the HSC Hub materials um, at the end of last year. Yep. And, um, but, yeah, she, um, yeah, I guess she just, um, she was good with, I think what was key for her is I think a lot of entertainments fall down in the um, the SA question, and, you know, she was good at that. Yeah, but I, I guess it just goes to highlight that if you, um, you know, that, when it comes to the uh, the HSC, the theory component is really important, yeah, uh, because I definitely had students who um, I think were um, in all fairness, to Zoe were, were stronger when we were working on events and that kind of thing, but she um you know she went in with a plan to to do really well in the in the exam. Um, and
0: did you have all of your students do the exam?
1: No, no, I think I had about two-thirds of them did the exam. Why is that? Uh, some students, it's just not for them. And, um, you know, we tend to have students that might do English studies or they do another Category B, and so, th- you know, the exams aren't that important for them. And and I think it is, uh, we definitely have students who might not otherwise be at school if they're not doing entertainment. They, they're kind of entertainment students. Yeah, so they'd be, you know, they'd be out um, and would have left school. And we, we actually have some students who end up um, on a partial attendance and they only really come for entertainment or a couple of subjects because they're, you know they're over school and they want to leave
0: would you like to be a podcast superstar we are currently looking for a range of teachers and trainers to tell their story go to www.entertainmentindustrytraining.com forward slash podcast and follow the apply to be interviewed link to lodge your interest so how do you find the other parts of the entertainment industry framework in terms of helping those students out because we do a lot of the technical things but we're also uh have got a lot of job skills type units in there as well
1: yeah well i think the um we have a lot of you know because all the i guess all your senior kids most of them have jobs and so i like to get you know personal stories from them about the workplace when it comes to you know customer service and and um you know so it is a very chatty sort of um you know when we're when we're dealing with those things that cross over into other disciplines and uh so I like to hear stories from the kids and and relate my own stories as well so I think that's it's you know i like to t- I like to teach through story so I think um, hearing hearing you know, the experience of others and using my own analogies is um what I tend to do.
0: It does make it a little bit more real, and in all honesty, uh, for things like the HSC, it's encouraged if we can have some sort of workplace example, um, that really does highlight the, the argument they're trying to make.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I had a student the other day tell me that um, they work at McDonald's, and someone threw a milkshake all over them because they didn't get their order right. And, um it's just um unbelievable what, what people put put up with in the workplace. So the customer service one, it's always interesting to, to hear how to stay calm and follow the correct, correct procedures and find some common ground and and um yeah.
0: So what sort of innovations have you brought to Yes High School?
1: Yeah, so um as far as innovations go, I like to like I said, I think I definitely like to sort of stay ahead of the curve with the curriculum. So um like we don't as a guitarist I guess I I've um been bringing in equipment from my studio, so I've got this. Uh, I think I sent you a link about this. Uh, qu- yeah, Quad Cortex, uh, Neural DSP Quad Cortex, and I found that really interesting because, like, out in the with artists, that's what they're actually doing. They're sharing their um their guitar tones, and so um and they plug directly into the into the PA system rather than you know, like they might learn in the course that you. This is where you place the microphone in front of the cabinet and, you know, a, b- a bass will be a DI box, but the guitar will be, mic- be um, they'll use a microphone. But in, in the industry, there's a lot of a lot of um, guitarists that are just going direct to the PA now. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's one way I'm innovating is, I guess, you know, my experience outside teaching. I'm able to say what's actually happening and what people are doing.
0: Yeah, I saw a thread actually on one of the audio Facebook groups where they were talking about that exact thing or they might actually do a mix. So they'll have the cabinet mic'd and uh, do that out of a DI as well and then make a nice mix between that sound, that cabinet sound, but also get the cleanness of straight to a DI.
1: Yeah, because you can put these uh, thing called impulse responses, um, which sort of simulate the sound of the... The guitar cabinet, but you know, guitarists still tend to like a guitar cabinet on stage just for their stage sound. Um, so you sort yep. of you sort of run a parallel patch where you where you don't have the impulse response um, on stage and you're going through your cabinet, but you've got the impulse response going to the going to the mixer.
0: The advantage, of course, as an audio engineer, is that you have more control if it goes straight to you rather than going through something that someone else can turn up.
1: Yeah, and you can actually replicate your exact studio sound too in in a live scenario.
0: And live streaming, you've brought that to yes as well?
1: I did, yeah. So we have a Roland VR4 HD here, and I've also got my own um, ATEM Mini. Yep. Um, so we've been doing lots of streaming here. Last year, I think with COVID, it was so problematic because our, our Cluster 7, the uh, the Creative Projecting Customer Service, we weren't able to do a, a traditional live event. So we ended up doing the uh, a live stream of the school captain elections. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And I actually had a student who, um, she was just born to be a, an event manager and, um, you know, always look for the bossy ones in the class. who can sort of organize people and tell people where to sit and all that kind of thing. So she was a real
0: delegation skills.
1: Yeah. So it was a real standout on, on the day for her to, you know, she ended up kind of taking over and, and helping it all run smoothly. So that was really interesting to, um, to get that happening. The live stream and uh, yeah, so with even um, last week I was pretty busy because we we had all our celebration assemblies just for awards for the different year groups and we ended up videoing that one and editing that and putting that on through uh, Brightcove. Yep. And um, so that's good too because we get statistics about you know the engagement on the video and that kind of thing. But
0: well, it's what they're using out in industry too, so it's it's got that direct foot link to it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah so I guess um you know just getting that's that's been a bit of a learning curve too I guess the streaming and there's a lot of a lot of teachers having to to learn that. We've just got a finally got a green screen here at our school too which is nice and um, mm. we'll use that too. But yeah now the streaming's um it's a it's a lot of work but it's a lot of fun too.
0: So, what's your advice for students that are wanting to do the certificate uh, more than the HSC? I'll get your advice on the HSC, but in terms of just getting through the content uh, and and mastering it, what's your advice? Uh,
1: I think it's like I think it's important in a practical subject to you know if you're really enjoying using the equipment to just get in and have a play and talk to your teacher and um, get in and you know try and get in there in lunch at lunch times and 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 fiddle with it, and I think. If you, you know, if you're doing your clusters, there's no point unless you actually applying that knowledge and getting hands on with the equipment, Uh, you don't know Mm. what it means. So, um, you know, even something like adjusting the, the preamp, you know, the input levels on your mixer, you know, you can, you can, you know, write down the correct answer if you're doing an exam, but unless you're getting in there and you're actually getting the levels, you don't really understand why that's important and just problem solving like, like I think the more time you spend with the equipment the more you get used to you know isolating problems and sorting out problems and just thinking methodically about um, you know the, the signal flow for the audio video lighting etc
0: well there's always something new that comes up isn't there it doesn't matter how many times you do something someone's someone's going to need a new pathway through let's say an audio desk and say oh can I have this or, or some new problem to solve
1: yeah and I think you've got to be you've got to be interested in all the gear you've got to be a a bit of a gear freak and, um, you know, I'm always buying adapters for this or cables for that. And um, so I think, you know, reading about it and learning about um, different equipment is is really important and that can get you um, thinking about, you know, different possibilities and different ways you can do things.
0: So now your advice for the HSC. So you've got some students, you, you had two-thirds of your students do it. Um, what's your advice for them getting the best result that they can do? Because, I mean, it is only a mark. It's it's one mark on their HSC. It it, it counts for that. But um, how do you go about getting them the best results they can?
1: Yeah, well, I think the number one thing would definitely be to, um, you know, to spend time with your teacher. The teachers are always willing to, to give up their time and um, – and to go through. I think it, it's important to look at past questions. And um, definitely I think we're really lucky in entertainment that the HSC Hub resources are so fantastic. And um, so I think, you know, sp- there's a lot of material there and, and you're not really gonna get the result you want unless you, you spend some time with those resources and, and, um, and, you know, making sure you know all that stuff.
0: Time for the rapid three. So number one, what is your favorite unit to teach?
1: My favourite unit, probably video.
0: If you could have any resource, what would it be?
1: If I could have any resource, I would have an Allen and, & and Heath SQ Series Mixer. Oh, yeah? What size? Uh, probably a 24, not a 32, they're too big. So 24 channel.
0: And to end with, what was your most inspired teaching moment?
1: My most inspired teaching moment, I guess... Um, it probably would be, you know, lots of the events we've worked on, but particularly um, we did a Binnett-Binnett regional schools concert, just, um, you know, having to fit 200 people on a stage. And, um, wow. yeah, just those moments where everyone's super busy, everyone's doing their own thing, and, you know, students are able to, you know, my, my crew are able to um, just stay in their own path and but work together at the same time in a, in a busy environment when they're, when they're doing their thing. It always inspires me.
0: Uh, well, it's been lovely talking to you. Um, unfortunately, this one was recorded uh, with a phone link uh, with the COVID lockdown, so we can't kind of meet together. Um, but it was really nice to know that this is a technology we can use as well to get out to people. So if you are one of those people that are listening to the podcast and want to get interviewed, even if you live a long, long way away, don't don't hesitate to uh, contact me if you have a story to tell. So thank you very much for your time, and It's been so fun, uh, wonderful learning from you.
1: No worries, Anthony. Thanks for the time today and um thanks for your interest and thanks for um what you're doing for entertainment teachers and students
0: training together the podcast for entertainment industry teachers trainers students and industry professionals don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and youtube at entertainment industry training or one word for the latest in training